We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's another live edition of the KC Laboratory, presented by Emprise Bank. Look, an Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. Why worry about the nearest building when you can pick a trusted company that cares about the KC Metro? Debit card options to choose from, a new mobile app with all kinds of features. Emprise Bank goes wherever you go and can be your trusted partner wherever you live. I am trusted by, I'm here with one of my trusted partners, uh, Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. Dude, it's it's good to be back. I honestly don't know the last time I was on. I got to go, I got to go look at the timestamp. It's got to be like two and a half weeks ago. I can't believe you found your way back, buddy. I, I really <laughs> was genuinely worried about you. I thought that maybe you got lost, but we don't have time for that. We'll get with that later this week. We have a special guest joining us this week. NFL writer for The Athletic and podcaster for The Athletic, Nate Tice. Nate, buddy, friend, how are we doing today? Doing well. You made you sugarcoated how I presented that in the in the green room before the show when I was talking about writing and podcasting hey, and really, really just said it with so much positivity and enthusiasm. So thank you for sugarcoating <laughs> on that presentation. Uh, uh, no, we appreciate your writing right now. It counts. It, yeah, it, it does. doesn't break out players article coming out tomorrow. I don't think there's there any you go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why not? You guys are established. <laughs> established. Uh, let, let the record show people are out of their mind right now that Nate, Nate Tice is on the show. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone is hyped out of their mind. By God, that's Nate Tice's music, which yeah. is perfect. Like you're a, you're a wrestling guy. You're like a huge wrestling guy. Huge, huge. I got back into it, especially with AEW coming along. And so I, I've, I've, I've watched what really got me back into it was this YouTube show called uh, OSW review. And it's these three Irish guys stick with me here. Three Irish guys that review old wrestling pay-per-views. And so like okay. they reviewed all the Hulkamanias and then they did some WCW stuff like bad WCW and like, 
uh david arquette won the wcw title and stuff like that but they're great and they, they kind of like teach history with it and so i kind of watched that and then AEW came around i'm like okay i kind of like all that flippy stuff and it, it, it was perfect and that's and so yeah huge wrestling mark uh, uh i got back into it again in my like old age my 30s love it i actually it. so i don't think i'm on the same level like i'm not going to the aew events there was one in casey just like last week yeah but i fell in love with wrestling documentaries and yes. all the behind the scenes stuff it's like, just as good as entering stuff that's I think, that's the best I, part i think it's better so like i had this like hell i think i i speak for most people my age in their 30s i had a healthy fear of the undertaker growing up <laughs> like nightmares yeah and so um but like it was like you know like this fascination with him too and so that long like that five-part documentary on yeah. the undertaker that came out a couple years ago like since then i've like consumed every behind the scenes wrestling documentary like yeah. i possibly oh, can yeah, yeah i've been too i've been telling kent to go watch dark side of the ring stuff like stuff. oh man they're great great stuff, stuff. Great stuff. They, uh, david uh, yeah. schumacher i'm sorry but yeah david uh, schumacher uh, uh from oh, the yeah. uh, the ringer he has a great book that's you know uh i'm blanking out what the title is but each chapter is basically through a, a wrestler that passed that died and that's how he told like an era of wrestling and that's fantastic so go seek that out as i messed up his name and messed up the title so it's <laughs> gonna be a hard find out on amazon it's gonna be a tough google search i think but yeah. we'll figure it out uh we're not here to talk about wrestling for the entirety we're actually here to nope. let you guys board talk games about, here we go talk about board yeah, games, board yeah. games. <laughs> Cordia, two-player map yeah yeah I'll, I'll go get it yeah <laughs> no i mean if 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 nate ties is gonna be here and nate like I want to give you your flowers, man. I told you this. I think when we were out in Vegas, I genuinely think you're the you're the best in the world doing what we're all doing. I'm not saying I'm not just saying it. It's rare to find a guy that has the, you know, the pedigree, the acumen, all that stuff that can communicate as eloquently as you. Oh. And I just want to just make sure you know, like, dude, you're you're. I, I it sucks that you're in this industry. You're making us all look bad. <laughs> No, but I appreciate that. Really, I do. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to make me sentimental or something, but still, no, you know. You know, hey. <laughs> Let's talk about the Undertaker. Scared of that? We're, we're softening you up so that we can take you down a peg. Yeah, That's right. What doing yeah. Here. I know. We're gonna we're up. gonna challenge all kinds of thoughts today. No, no I do. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun entering this world, whatever this world is. This our own our own carny carny bs that we have going yes. on here. exactly right <laughs> this yeah this this hellscape that is yeah. football media uh yeah, football twitter <laughs> <laughs> it's something man there's there's some dark corners in there just like we just we're not gonna try to approach those today but yeah. i mean i think we got to talk about offense if you're here not Love that you're that. not a multi-dimensional guy but come on like you are you are you're on the pulse of a lot of different things across the landscape of the national football league i think you're a must read, a must listen, a must follow. If you're not following Nate Tyson on Twitter, like you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, yes. It's a super bright football. You were with uh, you were with the Falcons, right? Yes, Falcons and, you, and the Raiders. Yep. Okay, you had to you had to name drop the second team, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, this is a I forget. I forget. Yeah, I'm so neutral now <laughs> that I kind of like forget that like little like quick allegiances real quick. Well, it's <laughs> it's interesting because like I I don't feel like guys that have the nfl past kind of cross the barrier in the media as you know as much as you'd like to see i think that's what makes kind of you so unique is like you have kind of crossed that barrier a little bit more than i think a lot of other people have and that's been just a, it's been a valuable insight i think we all i think a lot of people learn from you so 
um you know we we're, we're it's because you know, i'm a nerd ken yeah that's why <laughs> that's you, what helps it really you, helps though <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta you got a lot of you got a diverse skill set but it's all it all ties back to nerddom right it you've does. got the wrestling corner you've got the you got the board game corner you know yeah. so but uh board game I, nerds are the majority of this <laughs> right now so you're good <laughs> But you know, like I think we want to talk about the Chiefs offense. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot to talk about, and we'll try to we'll try to get you out in under an hour uh, if we can. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think just off the top, you know, I, the 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 additions they make this off season. You know, like what did you kind of think of what you know the the the, the cupboard uh, after you know the draft and after free agency? What do you think it looks like for Mahomes? What do you like? Maybe yeah. dislike? Whatever. Um, I mean, this is I think. The Chiefs offense is in a situation that a lot of teams would want to be in, not just because they have Patrick Mahomes, who really is, you know, still the best quarterback. You know, even if you aren't saying that you're thinking he's top two on the podium, but I think he's number one. And with an offensive line, that's a true strength and not like, oh, they're pretty good, like an actual strength. that That's what the strength of the team is, which is always ideal. Um, even when I was with the Raiders, we had a strong offensive line and it, it just helps. It makes everything else easier. It makes your running backs look better. makes your quarterback, of course, his life easier, which lets you attack elsewhere. And it seemed to me that the Chiefs shifted to what their strength is. Before, I believe it was speed. And I don't want to say finesse in a bad way, but speed and more or less finesse. Like it was a little, mm -hmm. that's what Andy Reid is. He tricks you. Um, he's one of the best designers. He likes to do that kind of stuff. Best designers of plays but also utilizing his the talents that was at his disposal. I mean, an extremely athletic group. And I think now is understanding they hit maybe a ceiling of that. So I think this transition of this offseason is a philosophical change. And this is just theory. <laughs> and I'm hoping, like, I haven't seen Let's OTA get into stuff. It. Let's yeah, do but it. Yeah. <laughs> this is all just theory. And I think that that's the, the signing of these receivers. It's very much that guys are going to have roles. And guys are going to have – you're best at this. This is what your strength is going to be. This is what your secondary role is going to be. This is your primary role. This is secondary role. Almost like basketball team. And mm -hmm. like, hey, you 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 are the you're the slasher. You're the jump shooter. You're this. And I, it feels like now it's like Hardman can do what he, his strong suits are, which to me is intermediate and deep stuff. And maybe and maybe some like focusing. But less is more for him. I think it's when he can just focus on being an athlete, being yeah. utilize your gifts, and don't have to be a crafty technician. Um, I think also signing Juju, who I think is a great fit. It's using him and MVS. I think those guys as more as the wide tight end and keeping Travis Kelsey as truly an X receiver. It's almost an invert of what their roles mm. would be. And I think that's what they're going to try and utilize more. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I really am. I think it's going to be old school touchdown to check down with some sprinkling of other stuff in there. Maybe a little more what the Packers have done the last few years, but with more, some of the Andy Reedness to it. Um, there's some run plays, which we can talk about soon uh, on the show about what I think they might lean in towards and what I think they were getting to at the end of the year. But I, I think it's what they, they are eating their vegetables a little bit. And um, they went so far uh, to more of these new modernish stuff that I think now it's like, OK, we got to figure out what the blend is, what dials to switch. And yeah, I hope that uh, too long didn't read. I think it's they're getting bigger and stronger. And <laughs> I think they're just building beyond the quarterback and the offensive line. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. I, I wrote about it last Friday. I wrote about how, you know, they're trying to make their 11 personnel operate more like their 12. You yep. know, last year you didn't get to see the gap stuff, the insert stuff as much because you didn't really feel comfortable with his slot guys blocking that up. You got Tyreek Hill and McCall Hartman in the slot. Like those guys don't excel as blockers. Now all of a sudden you can utilize guys like Juju 
MVS in those roles. So yeah, no, it, that lines perfectly up with, I think what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah. to be a little more diverse with their skills. And they, we talked about it last off season, both you and I did talked about them running more gap because they built this offensive line to play power and everything like that. And then they just, didn't i mean they it, still it, leaned it on good. outside zone yeah. so wait, I'm waiting for it every week just yeah, like, yeah we all now. were i'm telling you i think there was probably waiting three... for afc west games they're waiting for right. when they uh, after the bye oh, it's coming they're in waiting. the playoffs here it comes there was like there was like three different game previews where we had the debate like is this the week it I wasn't. Know. It wasn't ever the week. Yeah. It, it really wasn't. And I went but, to that well so hard when I'm doing yeah. those preview shows and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, wait till it's trying to sound smart. That's yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, offensive line. It's such a big, powerful yeah. offensive line. It's so physical and they can pull, and there's so many things that they can like I studied so much Lincoln Riley Oklahoma right. offense last offseason. Too close of a training camp. I was like, there it is, there it is. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, like, exactly. All right, all right, there it's, it is. It's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. It's coming. Yeah. But, yeah. So that being said, do you think it's coming this season? <laughs> <laughs> well, the run that I do think is coming, I say maybe, I say maybe a couple more sprinkling of that, but I think the run that's coming the most is that I I call it Y insert. And they did it out, out of 12 personnel. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this a little bit, is they fold in, they will have Noah Gray, Blake Bell off the ball, and he inserts like a fullback on one of the linebackers, usually it's to the mic, the pointed mic. And they run like basically an at you run play. It's lead zone. I mean, essentially what you're running, but you're running it out of 11 personnel. And I they sprinkled it in against the Bills. Other games, they also utilized it, but uh, they really leaned into it the, near the end of the season. I think that's the run that they're going to go like really make like their, that's their, really it's 12 personnel acting like 11 mm-hmm. um, kind of run play. I, I see them. That's where they get the RPOs out of that. Uh, but yeah, the the gap stuff, I, I don't think they want Mahomes running. That, and that's the, that's what you have to use when you do those GT counters with Orlando Brown, especially, is he has to be a runner. And the thing was, Mahomes actually, as a scrambler, was so effective last year. I mean, he always has been, but I think last year was his best, or at least the most the year that he had to be, the most necessary year of him having to scramble was him having to do that. I actually want to talk about that a little later, too. Uh, but uh, but no, but I think in the run game, uh, more insert plays, more at-you plays, and a way for them to get that is the folding that uh, tight end in whether it be Noah Gray or Blake Bell, or, I mean, I hate to say it, but still it's going to be some spread inside zone unless they use their tight ends more for stuff. And that's where, that's the limitations of when you have a spread offense is which runs you can get to. So it's it's zone GT counter and that insert play counter, normal counter you can maybe run, but they try to do that. And sometimes it's not very effective for them. Well, not to dunk on Noah Gray too much, but like that was one of the few like run concepts he actually held up okay at. Yeah, he did it at Duke. That's yeah. why. It's so it was weird if you use a guy that some days you'd always handled before, <laughs> supposed mean, to take guys one on one. I mean, Andy. I mean, even little stuff like that, and you'll you'll find ways to play your strengths a little bit. And I mean, yeah. Noah Gray struggled. You know, he struggled. You know, largely to hold up the run game but that was like you know that was one of the you know the few kind of kind of concepts that he held up okay at um nate okay i have this i have this theory and i i don't even know if i brought this to the show i think i've, I've we've talked about it in the dms a few times but I was, back with a theory is, all right <laughs> two weeks to stew on it <laughs> <laughs> that's why he took the break 
Yeah, yeah you had to just, formulate the theory. Really, that, really, really dive into it. In some 14 minutes. showers just sitting there. <laughs> Ricky. 28 twice a day. Uh, I, and uh, this is, this is really going to be anticlimactic. I just, I, I kind of have this feeling like it's going to take a lot to take teams out of playing as much, you know, too high as, as they did against the chiefs. Like, I think the chiefs could quote unquote, figure it out and really, you know, move the ball with even more consistency than they did last year. I still think teams are just going to sit in it. And I just want to know what you think about just that overarching concept, because I mean, we saw at least it 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 slowed down and like I'm not gonna say, like it didn't completely eliminate explosive plays, but maybe it eliminated the 75 yard touchdown a little bit yeah. more than you know than it has in the past, and that might be enough for some of these teams to just be like, all right, we're gonna play a little bit more too high structure here mm-hmm. and just live with the results. Which I mean, blessing and a curse. Like the Chiefs will largely probably be able to control the game, but the Chiefs also showed a propensity to, to implode a lot of times. Yeah. You know, like the Chiefs beat themselves with a lot of consistency. I'm Tyreek Hill. I'm not taking shots on the way out, but I don't think I've been on a show since Tyreek Hill was traded. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, I just, you know, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be really hard to take teams out of, you know, trying to play out of that. I don't know what you think about that. Well, that's where I think this leaning into a more, how I think they hit the limitations of RPO. So this is where they're going to focus on true runs and true passes and true play action um, as opposed to more of, uh putting a guy in a bind it's more of a natural one to two and why i'm saying that is a lot more play action stuff because uh, how you get teams out of too high is you pound the rock on them or you hit them over the top and uh and why you do that is you don't want the you're putting the safeties in a bind when defenses are in too high the safeties are the ones that you have to influence when this teams in one high it's the linebackers that you have to influence or and the down safety so now, how do you do that? You have to focus on short and long. It's, you know, it's that's where MVS comes in. This is running the ball in threes. This is, you know, or layups and threes. That's what he is. He's threes and Ds. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, basketball, whatever cross sport reference I'm trying to make here. Um, With you. But, yeah, but I, I get it. Yeah. But how you attack down the field in the passing game is you you have limitations if you only have five man protection. Your route depth is always going to be tied to your uh to your dropbacks, to your protection. So if you have five-man protection with all five eligibles getting out, the ball has to come out pretty quick. And so you have to throw a lot more stuff underneath, especially with defenses that are playing very over the top. So now if you do six-man protection, you're going to attack a little deeper. If you do seven-man protection, like a lot of play actions are, okay, you can attack way down the field. And how a lot of those play actions traditionally are taught, and this um, a good offense, if you want to study for this, would be like early Drew Brees Saints days with Sean Payton. It's old school play action, big overs, big crossers, and then it goes touchdown to check down. And so that's where you get, because you now you're influencing all, they have to get deep, 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 and you create more room. And this is also where scrambling becomes more effective because all those defenders have to push and you're creating, it's gravity, you're creating spacing. So I think that's where you're really, you don't want Orlando Brown dropping back a five-man protection 30 plus times. Mm-hmm. You want him running, running the ball or running play action stuff, right? You want, like, that's what you want to do. So it's lead into these guys' strengths. So I think that's what they, everything's going to be more just heavy, (laughs) like just more of a heavy play action, heavy run game, not but personnel, but the types of run at you, very vertical as opposed to horizontal. And I think that's where, how you get two high defenses out of that kind of shell is by doing that. You mentioned RPOs. Yeah. I know you have RPO rants involving the chiefs involving yeah. Mahomes, chiefs and the bills and, i mean yes no we feel the same way like we have talked about it multiple times on this show it's like just 
line up and run some traditional concepts just yep. to, because you're you're giving him that option you're giving him that read and he's going to take the pass and he's, he's all world all everything quarterback don't get me wrong he can make stuff fit that other guys don't but take like you said take the layups every once yeah. in a while just take them they're they're there for the taking so i i just I, do you think that he actually pulls back the reins on the RPOs? Like it, we really I, saw him integrated strong with Alex Smith that last year, and then they yeah. just kind of really ramped up since then. That's and that's what happens is defenses now. Like this is I, I the one rant I went on it was especially the Bengals in the second half. Uh, the, oh. the, the we don't we don't game. need to talk about yeah it. I know but <laughs> but that's where and this is the Bills ran into the same thing too is you're given a, a true RPO. Like the old school RPO to me is like a bubble, you know, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Running stick, you know, with two outs or flat and out uh, with an RPO, you're influencing the same type of guy. You're influencing that defender, that overhang defender. Mm-hmm. The problem is sometimes that overhang defender is playing not in a great position when uh, like to defend the ball. So quarterbacks are taking that and they're treating it like a true pass play. They're going, oh shit, throw it five yards. Defense goes, that is great. That is great. Four, like we tackle it. Sometimes it's three yards, especially if Tyreek Hill squares up. Like sometimes it's a not a great play, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I knew that'd be it. I knew that'd be a hit. Um, I got it. <laughs> um, but and and so what the I the term I've used. I don't know how much I could swear, but is they got bastardized. Is they mm-hmm. the, that they got convoluted. It got too cute, and it it's like yes, it's not the right or wrong answer. Like technically, it's not wrong, but the better answer is to hand the ball off. And because it's such a light box, there's five dudes in there and you're reading the D end. And if you read the D end, you have plus numbers on a zone play. You can bang out six, seven yards a pop like they did. in the first time they played the Bengals in week 17 and they're just hand the ball off nice. And what I call juicy run looks very nice. Just nobody's in there. Like literally nobody is in there. One, one linebacker that the running back just has to read. And I think that's what happened. They got to this RPO is that yes, you are technically correct, Patrick and throwing that. But hand it off, hand it off. The Bills ran some more success when they when they had to go through the same kind of change, metamorphosis, and I think the Chiefs kind of realized that as well. Yeah, well, and like we've we've heard from people, you know, like from from the offensive line perspective too. Like sometimes it's just demoralizing to not get that opportunity to run, you know, with that light box and kind of and kind of pound the ball and kind of establish your will a little bit on the game. Yep. And obviously, like you still get to, but like it's it's different. I mean, they're, you know, they're, and they're not getting a run as downhill, which is like, again, we've talked about a strength of this offensive line. Yeah. The guys are a little bit more capable of, of lining up and running downhill. Yeah. You can't do that with the, with the RPOs as much, you know, because yeah. you've got to, you've got to maintain your, you know, you got to maintain your distance with the, with the line of scrimmage. So, um, yeah, I, I get it. And <laughs> you're, well, ma- you're making the defender wrong. So if you, if you mm-hmm. just kept pepper, if he doesn't have to ever worry about the run, the pass becomes less effective. That there's it no would conflict. Turn, yeah, there's, there's no, no conflict. conflict. There's no conflict. And, and that's what's that's where the original rules to put that guy in conflict. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah. And that's why I always say it's like, yeah, they, it's like getting a B minus. Like you're okay with it. You're okay yeah. with it. Like you're fine. It gets you a degree. But it's really, I know Craig is like cringing at that. But it's like, but if you, <laughs> but handing the ball off is the A minus. That's the A. It's like those. Yeah. Even if you get the six yards on the stick route. Like a six-yard run play just affects more because you're affecting seven different defenders as opposed to just one, the one guy that was in a bind. Mm-hmm. And you make that guy hesitate now. Now yes. you've got him in that moment where it's like, oh, 
Oh shit. Yep. They might hand that off again next time. Yep. Oh, you know, uh, okay. Now you got, and that hesitation is death. So you, you want to make guys have to think about it a little more yep. and they just didn't have to against the RPO yep. against the chiefs last year. Yeah. They, they, it's able, they just are able to play it. It's you're taking, you're playing rock, paper, scissors, but you're taking away your own scissors. Like, yeah. So you just, you're just, oh, I love you want it to, and that's it. I mean, that's what you're doing though. And it's, you're down. It, it's just, you can't be predictable and it's, it happens to defenses too, but this is why I get mad at Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals offense. Oh. DeAndre Hopkins is always going to be on the left. Adrian Green's always going to be on the right, which is fine when you have Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. And, but when Kyler is ad-libbing and then like, but it's, there's no adjustment to injuries. It's just like, no, that's what we do. And when you're very static, then defenses, they get very smart. They get very going like, okay, every time they do this, we do this. Hey, don't even worry about the deep shot there because he's not going to throw it. He's going to, he's going to pepper the underneath throughout because it's an RPO. And over time, defenses get smarter. Yeah. So now I want to ask you something else about, you know, like we're talking about, you know, some of that too high stuff. And, you know, one of the areas of the field that I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes has been attacking as much as that, you know, that rail shot. He hasn't felt as confident throwing those outside the number throws, given some of these bigger bodies to do is, you know, obviously different coverages, but, you know, back shoulder stuff too. Like that area outside the numbers, like it doesn't feel like, I feel like there's more there, but I mean, do you think, like, do you ever think that's going to be part of his game though? Like it just, it, it, I'm I'm torn between like we're we're at a point where this guy is brutally honest with himself. He comes back and he develops in so many areas on the field every single year. But it just feels like there's not as much consistency with these, you know, outside number of throws where he's, you know, willing to kind of give these guys opportunities. And he's got some intriguing guys in 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 training camp with with the Josh Gordons, with the Justin Rosses. You know, it feels like it might be an underutilized area. I don't know what you think about that. Do you think we're ever going to see that part of Mahomes' game, or is this just kind of always going to be something that you, leaves a little bit something to be desired? Um, I think I think it's just what defenses have given them, and also you're going to see more of that because more teams are going to do the cover six and maybe traditional cover two, and that's a way to keep them honest. Um, I think it's a little bit what he's being taught. I like, I don't think that is a, when I see teams hitting hole shots, it's usually a lot of coaches that have come from a different system than what maybe this West coast East Shanahan-y. like, cause I read, I kind of could receive read and Shanahan kind of cousins. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like hole shots are more of the kind of traditional dropback stuff, air Coriel, like, which is like um, uh, Sean Payton is from, mm-hmm. and you see what Joe Lombardi and Herbert, uh, because their stuff is just more vertical on the outside. And I think that's just part of what they what you look at. Also, you got to just look at personnel. Um, Kelsey doesn't feel like Kelsey is so quick and everything, but that's not kind of like his thing. Like he's not really a, a dunker. <laughs> you know, like Kelsey's a like a torque. <laughs> right. like he, he's like an up and under guy. Um, and and but then like so okay, that's not really him, even though it should be, it's not, he's not a box out kind of guy. Okay, Tyreek's not that. Tyreek is mm-hmm. they they I felt like um I've seen Mahomes. Patrick hit stuff to Tyreek a lot more in the red zone, like those kind of touch up and down throws where he can get it like boom, boom. Yeah. But that's not the true hole shot. Right. Um, so I just think maybe it's just what the weapons were. So I think if they, I think a guy like, I think like Juju would actually be pretty solid at them because he's big and it's just a big target that you can just pepper the ball right on because it's a pin shot. That's what that mm-hmm. throw is. And Mahomes hat can like has that in the bag. I just don't think that's kind of what they like. That's the dial they turn up. Like if they see a cover two, they'd rather hit a dig. Then hit a sure. whole shot. I think that's just how they how they look at it. Yeah, 
And now you got Justin Ross on the outside, who's going to come in and just absolutely the Chiefs is a hype train up on social media. Oh my Steve. goodness, he hasn't practiced this week. Or he didn't <laughs> practice in, in mandatory OTAs, and the hype train has still kept going. Like it, it's crazy. Shoot, shoot. Oh man, I'm it's, all on board for the, it. He's gonna be the best practice squad player. Like <laughs> That's, the Chiefs always, they always, they always tantalize us with these kind of guys. Oh, to be I honest, I do love them though. Like, I, I don't like. I cool. I yeah, yeah. They take they take swings. They take swings on these kind of guys, like yeah. Prince Tega Winogo, uh, a guy that was pretty talented. That you know had some knee issues. That I, I think if he doesn't have those, he probably goes a lot earlier than he does. A couple yeah. of drafts ago, like they're always taking swings like that. Justin Ross, like I mean, talent wise, it, the, like we always like we said, like the freshman version of Justin Ross yeah. goes like round one. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a lot he of was, top 10. He was nuts. He was yeah. Yeah. People, no, he's for, insane. people forget how good he was. And yeah. maybe and Paul, I gave him a second round grade just off this past year, too. And that's could. why that's <laughs> why that's why it's like so when he could barely run. I know. <laughs> we put so, I mean like hand-eye coordination is fantastic. Ball, like, it's, body it's, control yeah. and catching yeah. away from his friends. He's very he's fast, he's quick. And like twitchy. I kept using mm-hmm. the term twitchy for him, but that's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mean. I, I know that medicals are just a disaster, but it's it's one of those that's like I hope the stars align because he is so so talented. We put a yeah. we put a third round on him, yeah. so like we weren't we weren't too far behind you from like a talent perspective. But he was insane to me. I know. I I, I was trying to explain to people. It's like I, I I know I know he's a medical reject, but if the team gets him, his patient, it works out. It's gonna be great. I know he could fall out of the draft, but hear yeah. me out here. You know, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I was trying to talk him up in like the third round. Like, yeah, <laughs> on shows I was on. Yeah, that was like that was me just like standing, getting out over my skis, going, "No, he's talented. No, don't worry about I'm it." Yelling, yeah. See every catch. He's gonna have like you know 13 catches for 160 yards this year and you're just gonna, every single one of those you're gonna clip the, them all up he can one hand gonna... <laughs> yep it was like amir smith marset had like three catches but two yep. of them were touchdowns <laughs> they count I got, baby I got tagged a hundred times for each one so i was like yeah that's all that matters was that one of your guys i love amir smith marset <laughs> him uh him and then kind of like khalil shakir this year were kind of like and Al- alec pierce was actually my dude that was yeah. Alec Pierce was like kind of like my star highlighted guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, uh, well, that, that I think, checks out. Big dude yeah. that plays in the slot and can yeah. run. Yeah. I think it rod. Yeah. I think he's I think I mean, a good player. He went a little earlier than I, pe- I think people thought. I mean, I think yeah. it was actually close to what we had him valued. I think we had him like the 60th overall player yeah. on our board or something stupid like that. But yeah. I mean, he wound up going before Sky Moore. The Chiefs traded out of 50. They moved back mm-hmm. to 54. I think, I think Alec Pierce goes 53. Um, I think we were all clamoring for Sky. Uh, yeah. when, oh, we were, yeah. when we were doing, did you do it? Makes sense you, with what you guys have, yeah. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, well, we were I talking mean, about, oh, go like, oh, like kind of like you know how you could do like kind of like the upper like projection, middle projection, lower projection on a player. Like Pierce's like middle projections, like MVS, like you know, like that's kind of mm-hmm. like his like yeah. middle average landing yeah. spot, like what he could be. And it's like maybe a little more better ball skills, like in MVS has you know, but it, yada yada yada. But it's one of those where that type of role I think they already filled. With that, mm-hmm. with that type of guy, Sky Moore gives them such a different type of player now for their for the receiver room. I love that fit. I thought that was great. I mean, if you mm-hmm. couldn't get Chris Olave, uh, you know, or Drake London, okay, right. this is a this is a pretty nice constellation <laughs> prize. Yeah. What did uh, just like? What was your overall? You know, what do you what did you like about Sky Moore? Oh, uh, yards after the catch. I, I thought. I, I want to say also, he's more of a splitter. He's not a juker. And I want that kind of like that's how I've I've yeah. looked at him. He's a one cut and go. He's like a zone running back, but playing receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, he has burst. And mm-hmm. I like about that. I also like that every target he's going to make the most out of. Like his ball skills are outstanding. I thought he could really adjust for balls, especially the Buffalo games. The one that stands out to me, he caught like an inside fade where he adjusted for the throw. Um, I really just like that kind of like steadiness he brought. He's like a good target. Good everything's good. Um, on the flip side, I. That, like I said, I thought more of he was a, a splitter as opposed to a, a you know a phone booth kind of guy, mm-hmm. which is fine to me. That's fine. I'd much rather have a splitter because otherwise you get the guys that lose five yards, and it's like, mm-hmm. yes, you want one of those types of guys, but no. But mm-hmm. I think just his ball skills. I think he's gonna be a very good uh, Z number two. It makes sense to sense to me because of the routes that the Chiefs started to utilize, which was um, double unders with like a bender from the mm-hmm. number three spot. You have Sky Moore on one of those unders, catching catching it and splitting, going right, getting north right away. I think he could be devastating on those. So I, I really like the player. I think he'd be a really, really good player. Especially coming off of the Chiefs having Demarcus Robinson out there <laughs> right. running and then running backwards after every single catch. Yes. Like you're going to see Chiefs fans are just going to love Sky Moore. He's that's trying to face best, up like Tyreek. That's the best yeah, way I can describe him. That's what, they, yeah. that's what the Chiefs focus in the receiver room. They got efficient players. Juju is efficient. <laughs> Juju gets tackled and falls forward. Like he's just yeah. like he's gonna get he's gonna get hit at five and get seven. Like that's what he does. He's not gonna like yeah. do anything crazy. MVS is efficient. He's very straight line and efficient, but he's good at it. Like he's good at his particular skill set. Like you know, and then like Sky Moore, he's an efficient mover. Like all these guys are just like efficient and get north. And it feels like I mean I know we're talking about the offense. I feel like on the defense they did the same thing. They're like let's get guys that can tackle. And they're mm. like let's oh get- yeah. They just went back to the basics with everything, yep. but I love it. You have a mm-hmm. great offensive line and a great quarterback. You have to like do this stuff. Be efficient. You don't have to be you know crazy and do anything wild. Just get back to the basics. Well, like I think about so like I look at Sky Moore and we we're talking a little about this a little bit before. Like I think Sky Moore might have been the best slant runner of the entire class this yep. year. And you look at that. We're talking about the RPO slants a little bit. I know maybe they maybe they go away from it a little bit more, but like we're They're talking still about gonna run them. 
I know. And <laughs> oh, the yeah. RPO, the, the glance and the slant, like I mean, that's always that's always yeah. gonna be part of like Andy's RPO back. But you're a guy that's really good running that route with big hands, strong hands, consistent hands, and the ability to run through. Yes. You know, like that that's been a formula for success for the Chiefs with with the with the RPO slants. They've had a lot of explosive plays on guys catching confidently in the middle of the field and running through. Well, you're saying ability to run through that, and that's exactly what yeah. Moore does so well. Like that's what I mean by splitting. Right. It's no. That, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 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 It, you can picture it in your head how many that Mahomes was throwing. It would be like a little four yard gain, like right over the middle, because somebody would just be trying to do too much. So they or just got the guy that could just go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go farther. I think the one of the big problems, especially on those concepts, was drops. Yeah. And so yeah. you know, like, like you, you said, Sky Moore's big hands. He trusts right. his hands. That's like that's that, what you can go through. Just that like narrow skill set right yeah. there, I think creates you know more consistency with the offense from last year. Not to say like, and they're never going to replace Tyree Kill, but like the Chiefs yeah. wanted to run those slants with Tyree Kill for that run through, because like his, I mean, think of I think it might have been Mahomes' first touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> was it was I was, was an RPO slant? Yeah, yeah, it was, and yeah, he, yeah. He, he took his a run through, you know, yeah. and so like. I just like even just getting that particular piece. I'm actually kind of working on something. Like there's just like areas of the field, like these all the all these guys. Like you look at like different areas that all these guys wins. I think that's the the particular skill set for for Sky Moore that's gonna like kind of be the the X factor for him in year one. And hopefully you can build Absolutely. off of that. But I'm hyped about Sky. I think no, we were geeked out. I loved we, it for him. Oh we God, did, I love this fit. We did a mock draft. Uh, we like we tried to do like a re- like we tried to do like a realistic mock draft where it's like you know you know and everything's not falling on the mock draft simulator where you get all these screenshots of people telling you they should be the GM yeah or you know like you know we do doomsdays too but just like realistic and like we did like a realistic like you know what Sky Moore at thirty is a reasonable pick for like we felt completely comfortable and happy if like Sky Moore is the pick at pick thirty had no problems whatsoever it's just kind of you know it's a solid double of a yeah you know it's a solid double of a first round pick so getting him at 54 after trading Perfect. back yeah we that's were where I, that's where i'd be comfortable taking him too like everything was perfect like i love mm-hmm. that's why it made sense like it, I, I love the pick like that's but that's what was funny he got so hyped like people were like man the packers might take him at 22 it was like no or like whatever pick they had i was like no no yeah. guys come on now like we all love him but like we gotta be realistic right. about where he goes no that that's that remember i said before i was like there's a stat i was trying to look up I finally mm-hmm. figured out what it was. Okay, this is relevant to Sky Moore and the yards after the catch. The split those run through plays is uh, air yards on dropbacks with five more pass rushers. So it gets the blitz, not yeah. the soft defense, but this tied into the how soft defense is playing. So 2019, Mahomes 7.2 air yards. Uh, 2020, eight air yards against the blitz. So very like, you know, hit them, punish them, way out there. La- last year is 5.2, mm. which is one what was one of the lowest in the last three years. Uh, I won't say it's like bottom. Uh, it was like bottom five, bottom. Oh yeah, it was the third were third, <laughs> the one two below him were Drew Brees in 2020 in his last year. <laughs> the one below that, and no. last last was Cam Cam Newton, and his in 2020 with his year with the Oof. Patriots. And I'm not saying like I'm just saying of how they uh, how they got after defenses was creating more yak, and so I think that's where the Sky Moore stuff comes through. MVS and uh, MVS and Juju being big targets for him, just kind of pin it on them, and they just you know get four and they split them in their own way, more of a power way and where sky is more of the slasher. So that it just makes sense. Like it's again, it's these skill sets. They realized what plays were good for them. I think in the last four or five weeks. And then they're like, okay, let's get the guys that 
this freaking works for as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of square peg round holding it. I think, I think, I mean, McCall, I'll just say, sorry, real quick, Craig, McCall yeah. Hardman was like a prime example of a guy. I think that they kind of figured it out a little bit towards the end of the year. Yeah. And so like, instead of trying to load his plate up, I think you said at the beginning of the show, like, you know, just let him be what he's good at and fast. And I mean, manufacture a few touches yep. behind the line of scrimmage get him some of that easy stuff you know hopefully you can get you can you can pop one down the field which i think they popped one in, i think in the afc championship game i haven't watched it yeah. uh since i since it's since brutal, it happened it? yeah that we were in so we, we were in vegas nate we're yeah, we were in that, Vegas. That's that, right. That's right. We were, that's right. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. So we were there, and so we did all of our coverage. We did all of our coverage at a uh, bar. What was that called? Uh, I oh, I don't remember. There it's was the local na- Chiefs bar. There, there's a Chiefs bar, oh, and they have they have a Naked City pizza attached to it. And it the pizza was incredible. Not bad. Of course, Blue Diamond <laughs> Saloon was where it was at. That's what it was. Yeah. It's Blue Diamond Saloon, and they had Naked City Pizza, yeah. and the pizza so actually kind of made it okay here. afterwards. Yeah, it was <laughs> I know, man. You really the food are. here is amazing because even we, just out here, like the suburbs, is like just <laughs> it's insane. It's all these like strip chefs that are like, I'm tired of the strip. I'm gonna open up my own little like mom and pop shop. And it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and we had incredible while we were there. We were like, oh, we did. We couldn't miss. It was great. Ever been? To, I know this is. I know this is on the strip, and you're probably gonna roll your eyes. But we ate at Tom's Urban, in yeah. New York, New York. <laughs> My dad loves that place. Yeah, it was so <laughs> good. I like Tom's Urban. I like sitting outside there. It's uh, they got like a cool outdoor spot. I like Tom's yeah. Urban. They oh, have like buffalo yeah. chicken sliders that are fantastic. They they oh. we all right. So we had like four different cuisines when we went. We had yeah, like <laughs> Craig had like a poke bowl. I had Nashville hot chicken. We had someone that had like street corn and mac and lobster mac and cheese. Like we and the rib, like the prime, the prime ribs up. We all were like sharing each other's meals. It was so it's good. The best type of night. The best Part of our of healing night. process from the yeah. AFC Championship game. Yeah, go across the street from there is Italy, which is uh, is a few few cities, but it's like kind of like an Italian market kind of spot. Ooh. And that place has like just a fantastic like little stands in there, and it's like yeah, oh. Yes, but that's right across the street from Tom's Urban. So mm-hmm. next time. Well, we'll right, probably I was going to say. Oh, back no. to yeah, sorry. Do, do we back have to, to like, can we do, is this the, can we start talking wrestling? Food, wrestling. wrestling. No, yeah, sure. <laughs> this, this is, this is how we go for over an hour without Maddie here. Every time we have one of us that's gone, the other two end up going for an hour. So Nate, I'm glad that, that, that you're here for this. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a but, great filler. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, the, the Mino's producer was so ticked at me. I can tell. And I was just cracking jokes at him the whole time. <laughs> Sorry, Tucker. <laughs> no, it just seems like the Chiefs, uh, like you were saying, you know, they're going to these RPOs, going going and trying to hit some of this stuff, throwing hot against the blitz and stuff like that. They increase the strike zone a little bit, for lack yeah. of a better term. You know, you got MBS that's got so much, you know, height and length. You got Sky Moore that's got these giant arms, giant hands. Juju's a big dude as well. Mahomes said earlier on in the offseason, talking, you know, when he was down there throwing to these guys before OTAs, even thrown to these guys, he was talking about letting the ball go from his hands and going, oh shit, I overthrew it. And all these guys are coming down with it. Like he's, he's, his sights don't have to be as calibrated in the same way anymore. And so I, you know, we talk about how, there's drops, tip passes, and things like that. And some of that may just be guys that they had last year being uncomfortable bringing in seventh, 
outside their bodies. Now they bring in like a full complement of dudes that can yep. just haul everything, like vacuum stuff in, even down to Justin Ross, guys like that that just have those kind of hands and have the ability to bring all that stuff in. It, even the same concepts are running before. It just, it just seems like it's going to be so much more efficient than it was last year. Yeah, and that's where the big targets are. I'm always going to prefer them. That's how I've always preferred receivers. Right. That comes through my dad, just what I've liked. Um, I mean, I grew up with Randy Moss, so it's kind of <laughs> – I, oh, I know he's yeah. a, a totally different level, but 6'4", six, four, six, four is very normal to me. So, it's uh, yeah, that's the type of guy I like. Uh, but even like a guy like Nate Burleson was like 6'1", you know, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, so, that's how I picture my Zs. Like I – it's really hard for me to like like or really praise like 5'11", 5'10", guys where I'm like – because. I just see so many times when a, a Jalen Ramsey just eats them alive or mm -hmm. a bigger corner just swallows them up and they can't get off hard, hard contact. But that's just a preference thing. But when you get smaller targets, you have to throw more of trick shots and Mahomes can, this is what's amazing about Mahomes. So you can, <laughs> you can do the trick shots. Um, but it is like you say, like a vacuum or, or the strike zone is bigger. It is now he can just line them in and miss better, like miss more accurately. <laughs> and it's more just, uh, there's a lot more B plus throws as opposed to just like, oh yeah, that yeah, he can make the A A plus the fantastic out of this world throw, but let's just do some of the normal shit. Like let's just like let's just like, like throw a line drive as hard as I can and just pin it on the guy. That's where big targets come in. Or if I do miss on this line drive, because the harder you throw, this is why like Justin Herbert's misses are like always so ugly because he's such a line drive thrower. So it's just physics, you know, just you throw a line drive. It's just going to look bad. Like as it goes out, when you throw a trick shot or a pop, you know, like a little lob shot, you can kind of miss accurately or miss or miss inaccurately because the ball's floating on you. You got the wind, you got defensive guys, but it's also going to be a cooler looking throw. <laughs> but now if you just throw these line drives and just pin it on guys, that's where the big bodies come in. They can reach towards the ball. I think we always think of guys with long arms. This is why Sky Moore is pretty intriguing. Guys with long arms having a big catch radius, it's also towards the ball that they become bigger. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing against zone where defenders are squeezing on stuff, you face too high, you're facing quarters, and you have to throw into these in-between areas, now I just pin it on them in, in the area because they can reach towards the ball, and they're comfortable. All these guys are comfortable catching it away from them and then falling backwards or it's splitting them like we've talked about before. But that's where, again, it's – I hate using this term and I got to find a different term for it, but synergy. Um, <laughs> it's like if you play a video game or you have, you get an RPG you know, booster, you know, it's like if I use this pairing with this pairing, Oh, they both get 30% effectiveness. Sure. You know, like that's where, that's where kind of, this is this real world version of this. This is where it's kind of like the Madden, you know, BS actually applies in real, like in real life football, because it's like, yes, this skill set applies with this or works with this skill set. And they kind of boost each other's like skills overall. I, I think that's a great point. I think about some of the throws that we saw, even like going back to his, to Mahomes' rookie year, where he got to kind. Of, I mean, and it, I think teams are obviously they've figured out to play him a little bit differently over the like. Yeah. But I mean, I just remember like there was a there was a ball against Pitt Pittsburgh that just he just drove a ball through Travis Kelsey's chest. Yeah. And it was down the field, and somehow Travis Kelsey was getting to run free down the you know down the field, which. You know, is it happening as much as it used to these days? And some like some of that stuff is like guys that they can kind of put some of those dots on. It's yeah. a great point, and like that is like we've seen a little bit of that in the past. But I don't think to your point that he's had guys he's as confident kind of trying to fit a ball like that on a body. Yeah, and, like maybe Sammy. Like yeah, 
when he was healthy. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would have like, been the last guy. Sammy is the only guy I could picture receiver wise. Kelsey, of course, yeah. is Kelsey. I don't think he trust. I don't think he trusted Byron Pringle. No, I mean, it, you know, and Pringle, I, Pringle felt like more like a runaway guy, like a a trick shot guy. Where over, and this is also sorry, real quick, just sidebar is yeah. like this is where facing more quarters and robber teams that are working top down is again that's going to be more zoned you're hitting the in-between spaces the benders the whole shots like you're talking about um bender benders what i mean like the seams underneath throws like i was talking about as opposed to the difference where they're facing a lot of three you know three match teams three like imagine the 49ers game when they hit wasp because Mm -hmm. that is a play off of an over because in those against those defenses you want guys on the move you want over routes and that's just the difference. That's where speed is more effective, obviously. And now when you're hitting these in-between spaces, size becomes more. And this is just where it's just the ebbs and flows of how football is. It's really annoying because as soon as you catch up to something, they everybody <laughs> changes what they the meta changes, I think is the good term, the M-E-T-A. That the meta changes, and it's really fun and it's also really annoying because all these plays you study for years that you you think every team's gonna run 15 times a game now it turns into one a game and you're like okay well that was a fun twitter twitter thread Jeez. and <laughs> then on defense and then on defense they catch up finally yes and you're finally to the point where it's like okay figured out how to stop that and then the yep. very next season week three you're like damn it they yep. now it's right, something completely new play. different. Yep. We got to build a completely uh, no new QB defense. Bro, no again. QBR was over 70 last year. No QB had a QBR over 70. Yep. Like it was defense is struck back so hard. Yep. And it's but they did it in such a non-aggressive way, like in a just like making defenses or offenses be too patient. High. It's it's they, keeping they, the they, lid on it. Yeah. They they they're playing top down. It's mm-hmm. like they rotate a guy, they're now able to and I think Robert Mike Robert Mays, the co-host, puts it in a great way. They hold the pen last. Now, which mm-hmm. is that is that the ebbs and flows of offenses and defenses. This is the counter to RPO. RPOs are easier to play against when you're playing top down as opposed to side to side. Right. When if you're in cover three and you're sitting in that shell, I gotta tackle a guy from the side as opposed to a safety coming down, and just hitting a guy like in a, a tackling drill. It's mm-hmm. just your the defenses go, oh, this is a lot easier than trying to find some cool blitz or hoping we can find three like all world corners to play man to man every snap. <laughs> like this is a lot easier. I think like even like other non Mahomes people making mistakes, let not Patrick Mahomes make mistakes. And some yep. of that top down mentality forced the Chiefs to make a lot of long drives. Yep. Like I think about like, like Travis Kelsey, I think worn down isn't like the right phrasing to say, but like he definitely saw some snap count decreases as the season went on and like forcing, you know, Travis Kelsey to play on the field longer, forcing Travis Kelsey to have to you know to sustain more hits and you know in, in yep. areas of field i think about things like that even like yep. that that's the kind of stuff i worry about a little bit like mitigating that a little bit as kind of he goes to the next phase of his career i think you know like we, the why iso stuff helps for sure yep. and the chiefs are <laughs> that's not going away for a while yeah <laughs> yeah no but this is a way like you're saying like you're easing reps for kelsey they there's Andy Reid's smart enough to know that Kelsey is I, mean, I know Andy Reid expects all of his guys to be able to run all day. Like that is his <laughs> that is his he practices guys hard in camp. He like he is you get in shape. That's uh, that's what I've heard, anyways. <laughs> I've never worked for Andy. So <laughs> but uh but I think he's smart enough to know, like, okay, this guy's you know, well into his 30s now. And okay, we can't have him on the field for 50 plus snaps, but okay, what how are we gonna be effective for those 10 snaps more? that we can't use them on first and second down. Okay, well, let's make our two tight end looks 
look a lot better. Let's make the 11 personnel looks with Blake Bell or Noah Gray in there look better. And how do you do that? You make your run game better. You make your play action game better. So it's like a freaking I'm, I'm going to basketball well again here. It's like uh, it's like having just a, a six man bruiser like down on the post. It's like, oh, man, they put the light man. They got all the white bodies down there. OK, just post them up. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like a Zach Randolph. Like just you know, just going to town down low on some six nine center on them, and just getting plowed through. Like that is, I think, what they're that's what they're thinking. I think when they're like, mm-hmm. okay, these snaps that we have to spell Kelsey because we can't lean on him. It's more just spreading it all out. It's the money ball. How do we create Giambi? You know, okay, we find these runs elsewhere. That's what they're doing with these different guys and with Tyreek. I think. And that's what they're, I mean, I think that's why the offense is going to look so different. They're going to spread yeah. it around so much more. It's not going to be, we need to feed Tyreek, we need to feed Travis, and then we'll sort out the rest of those tertiary snaps elsewhere. Yeah. It, it definitely seems like we're going to have a Juju game and an MVS yeah. game and a Sky Moore game and a Travis Kelsey game and maybe even a Clyde Edwards-Alaire game, knock on wood there, you know. it. Yeah. it we're going to see it a lot more spread out, which is, absolutely freaking terrifying for defenses you know because any one of those guys can go out there and beat you on any given play i think that that's on mina's pod you were talking about how you believe the chiefs are the number one offense you pick them as your number one offense for next season i think that's part of your logic behind it you believe in andy Reid, patrick mahomes and the ability to win with all these different guys there yeah and i think I think having sometimes what you know what your primary is, which is Travis Kelsey. I don't think anyone has a question about that. That is nope. the alpha of the attack mm-hmm. of the passing game, which if you asked a couple of years, the last couple of years, you would kind of go, oh, 1A, 1B. It's sometimes mm-hmm. nice to know what your primary pitch is because then now you know what your secondaries are. Mm-hmm. And you can go, okay, this is our fastball. If they take away our fastball, now we can get into our other stuff. Or they take away our – that they're waiting for that. Okay, now we can get to – like you say, your, your third role, your third options, your fourth options, everyone's defined. And that sometimes is nice. Uh, and yeah, I have him as my number one offense and I didn't think it would be that hot takey. Um, Mina, Mina acted like it was pretty warm. Uh, but didn't I think she put, take it, didn't well, you put him third? third. I know. Come yeah. on now. I know. Um, I think I'm just optimistic because I think Andy Reid and Mahomes are not happy. Uh, I think it's going to be, so the human element, I think they're ready to, Oh, you guys want to anoint Justin Herbert? Oh, Russell Wilson? Like, they're that's what people forget. These guys are psycho competitors and they read this stuff too. They might be nice guys and playing the golf stuff and ha ha ha, but like these guys still these guys, cool killers. Yeah. Like, we forget about it. Like, they are really good at faking it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just that's what you don't understand. So, I think it's, I, and I think just the other roles are, the, everyone's roles just make sense to me. And maybe it's because I am somewhat of a traditionalist with some of this stuff. But it just it seems like it's just gonna mesh well, even mm-hmm. with CEH. His best runs at LSU were duo and mm-hmm. insert. Yep. These exact plays that I think the Chiefs are gonna lean into more. Yep. Again, it's another guy that's having a role fit him now. Because mm-hmm. if you're running, they they try they're trying to make the spread zone or the uh, the stretch zone work. And how you have to make stretch zone work, your running back has to be a blazer because he has mm-hmm. to plant his foot, turn 45 degrees. Wait. 90 degrees, turn 90 degrees and get north. Sorry, and get north and in a hurry because yeah. that's how that works. They have to find the gap and get north. CH, what do you run a four, five, eight? Yeah, it was forever. Uh, he plays like yeah. that. He's he's yeah. he's he's a north guy. He likes having his shoulders north. That's where again these run game it matches what he does well, and that's when they ran to it against the Bills in the playoffs. 
they went to it and CH looked good in it. And it's like, oh, great. Think about the first the time. I think awesome. it was yeah. the first time they, 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 the first time they played the Bills, the, his rookie year too, he went nuts. Yeah. That uh, was the 200, they, 200 game what? where they, that, that was, yeah. that was the Kelsey in the background or backfield was more of an H back. He was yeah. on the move a lot more as a blocking back. They did yeah. a lot again. Insert it's the insert stuff too, wasn't it? Yep. It's a lot of times it just seemed to me that the Chiefs were like, Well, no, we throw a 103 mile an hour fastball. You can't hit it. And I think that's I think that's what it's sometimes it stunned them where they were like, You're on our shit. Like yeah. you, you know, it's mm-hmm. and it seemed to me that the games mm-hmm. that they're when they're like, Hey, let's eat our vegetables, they did the best. Where they're when they were doing stuff that's more traditionally based, that's more like, oh, okay, we got to fourth, but they went galaxy brain. And they just stayed in galaxy brain world. That's what it felt like to me. And mm-hmm. they were still an awesome offense last year. That's what's so funny. It's like, but I, I just want them to be world beating every year. Yeah. Which, and they were still very good, I would say. But man, I don't think they're that. I think this is going to be a year where they are doing some cool stuff. And it's going to be, it's it's the like football is almost going to look like how it looked in 2008 with some modern sprinkles. Mm-hmm. You got quarters versus kind of play action. And I think we're getting back to that. And I think that's going to be awesome because you're going to see some cool shit out of quarterbacks that can throw the ball 80 yards because that's where this game is going. And I think it's a lot of vertical stuff. All right. So, yeah. oh, do you got something, Craig? Yeah, I, I was going to say like, like quarters was very prevalent in the early 2000s, very yep. prevalent at the NFL level. And it went away because yep. teams went to more traditional. Like that is going to be the next, next logical way of going through that. And yep. like I said, they, they built the offense that way. Yes, I know. I, that's that's why they're my number one team. I, I just yeah. I don't think it's that crazy. You're I could calling just your see, shot ahead of time. Yeah, I could just see them putting up a lot. Like I just I don't know. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I really do. I could already see Hardman. Like just I'm sorry, but just like uh, a traditional play, you have a you have the deep route, you have an intermediate route, you have a short route. I'm just drawing a basic. You have a post mm-hmm. with an over and two yeah. checkdowns underneath. And and okay, you got Hardman on the deep stuff. You got MVS on the intermediate and Kelsey on the intermediate stuff, and then you got Kelsey or Juju on the short stuff. Like it's just or Sky Moore. This is before we even get Sky Moore there. Sky Moore on the intermediate stuff. Imagine him on the dig. So you got Hardman run the post. Now you got um, now you got Sky Moore running the dig underneath it or the over underneath it. He's on the move, which is like what he's good at, and he's comfortable catching on the move. And it's like again, it's their skill sets match what I think they want to do. I don't know. I think it was just smart team building. I'm really like. Mm I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes that it's like people don't, I don't think, I, I think this is going to be a real a weird, it's bold take Patrick Mahomes well, and the chiefs offense are going to be good in 2022. I, I know you, you talked about how petty and, and how, how you think Mahomes is going to go off and like just playing into all of that too. It's like, I, here's my hot take. This is super hot. We'll get you out of it. We're trying to get you out here in under an hour, <laughs> but, uh, Patrick LeVon Mahomes is I'm a lobbyist. Uh, Patrick LeVon Mahomes is winning the MVP this year. And I think, I think the narrative is finally swayed enough to where the normalization of greatness that we've seen from him the last four years finally swings where you've got the Tyreek Hill narrative. You've got, you know, losing him, you know, you've got some doubt in people's minds because of how last season ended. I just think there's Having enough no narr- receivers, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No name, quote unquote, receivers Travis helps. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I know what Travis Kelsey, but no, I know, no, I, I, no, it's like, but it's like, that's, that's what's so funny is people like act like the cupboard is just empty. And it it's, makes it's crazy. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think we're, I scorched earth. I think he's going to go nuts. And I, I, I cannot wait to see, you know, like I, I, I think people forget like, 
we, 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 we jockey all these quarterbacks and like, you know, Mahomes had a, you know, quote unquote down year for, for him last year. But like, I don't think even like, I think we saw with 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter last year, like, yeah, there is just the first like, there's half a, against the Bengals. That, I mean, yeah, he was, he was eviscerated. He was nuclear. There's yeah. A, that's, that's what people gap. forget. We're like, that game sucked. It's like, did you, the first half is incredible. Like, he is yeah. going nuts. You can call it, you know, you can call it Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but we're not accounting for there's still a gap there for me. And like, oh, yeah. I mean, the like Josh Allen hasn't kicked the door down and it literally, Mahomes had 13 seconds left and like Josh Allen still couldn't, you know, yep. you know, he still couldn't break through that ceiling. And so like, I think this is the year without Tyree Kill, that narrative kind of changes some things people kind of realize it's Mahomes gap, you know, everybody else. And like, that's kind of where I look at it. It's like, we have, we have stopped counting for the gap and like Josh Allen rules. And I love watching him play. And I was wrong on him on my eval, but I still think, (laughs) (laughs) but like outliers exist for a reason. Right. And he was, and he's awesome. Yeah. I love watching. He's awesome. Him yeah, I love him. Yeah, but there, there's a different dude in Kansas City, and I think this is the reminder. I think he's going. I think he's going berserk, and yeah. uh, I'm going to write about it at some point. I've got a lot of thoughts. It's well, just so normalized. It's just. It's yeah. Great. Well, the the last Alex Smith year, remember he was just guns blazing, just tossing it deep, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. Okay, Matt Nagy's back, and he was mm-hmm. a big influence. I know Nagy was rough in chicago i watched I mean, a lot of, i watched a lot I of rough is, a, Nagy, rough is an understatement he's yeah. still running the same bubble rpo that oh, alex ran in 2017 it is it, he didn't like, change shit he didn't he do didn't it. anything, he anything. He, he, if you could tell what the bears are about to run because you just had to watch the chiefs from two weeks prior because they were trying to copy the same thing but i'm about to count after i just you know just buried them as they say in wrestling they uh he, he like he was so good on like the third down stuff like is that's what he had a big influence in in that last Alex Smith year and just going so it was I mean it was awesome it was just they because uh, because a lot of those defenses on third down were playing the picket fence stuff and mm-hmm. that's really kind of similar with kind of just not how they're built but they were playing top down and how you get them out of it is you beat them over the top so I'm kind of very curious like if that you know, he brings that stuff because he hasn't changed anything since 2017. So might as well bring it back five years later. Like it's still <laughs> relevant. I mean, that's all the Rams did. They just built their whole offense out of it. They just went, yeah, they did their own version of it. They just went empty with the two chip help guys. I got 20 seconds before an hour. And they went deep. They went the whole seven step drop stuff. And I just think the chiefs are going to find their version of that. Nate Tice with the athletic. Thank you for joining us. That's the Casey laboratory. We'll catch you later. Awesome. <laughs>